You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We've just hit the final episode of non-finals week. That was a confusing way to say it, but it works. We had four teams building down to three teams left, four teams overall, because Andrew and Damien had immunity. Zoe, what did you think of the episode? I loved this episode. It was the underwater build. Sadly, they got to build on land and then just put it in the water. I would have really liked if they actually had to build in the water (laughs) but um i really enjoyed it i thought it was really creative we had a lot of well we had some really different interpretations and we had almost had two of the same but i still loved it yeah it is interesting with only four builds the fact that two of them overlapped and in one one hand i do kind of get it because the brief was quite narrow and there are only a certain amount of builds that could maybe fit the idea but also Tim and Danny were one of the teams who had the double up and they were also one of the previous teams who had the double up with our fairy tale build in episode two. And I imagine they're just getting so frustrated with everyone saying like, please stop copying our ideas, guys. It must get, it must get annoying. Yeah, exactly. Because you probably plan this idea at the start and you're like, yes, amazing. And then you start building and you look over and you're like, what are you guys building? And then you realize it's the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also wanted to mention the fact that Hamish made Andrew and Damien give back the immunity brick. Yeah. What? That's ridiculous. Like, let's say they can't use it again. Sure. Fine. A bit sad. Let them keep the brick, Hamish. Come on, my dude. I know. Let them have a souvenir. It was a bit of a flex though. Like, here, we didn't even need to use it. How you can have it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, That's a good point. Alrighty, let's get straight into the build. Let's start with Tim and Danny because we were just chatting about them. So they initially were having a diver fighting an octopus, which was kind of basically the same idea that Trent and Josh also initially had. But then they changed it to a pirate fighting an octopus over like a treasure chest which was cool but like i'm confused how is the pirate breathing underwater maybe it was one of the pirates from pirates of the caribbean specifically the curse of the black pearl where when they go underwater they <laughs> in the moonlight say they're all skeletony and they can just like breathe underwater maybe it was like a very specific reference to that it had to be <laughs> <laughs> i know that lego doesn't have to be logical but i feel like that's all I look at when I see things like this, I'm like, how is the pirate breathing? Like he doesn't have an oxygen tank or anything. Like how is this working? But it looked really cool. What did you think? I thought there was a good bit of humor here with using some swordfish. So they had a couple of swordfish looking things around for, you know, general decoration, but they also had the octopus fighting back the pirate with a swordfish. So the pirate had like a pirate sword and the octopus was holding a swordfish and using its big old, is it called a sword? It's big old nose sword thingy (laughs) as a sword. And they were sort of engaged in underwater combat. I thought that was kind of a fun idea. Yeah, I loved that. And the way that they kind of coincidentally had the octopus's eyes looking straight at where the two swords met. That was really cool. Uh, I think they said it was like on accident, but let's roll with it. We'll give them the credit. I also loved how the chest opened when they put it in the water and they had the money floating out. That was a really cool use of the water. Yeah, I thought that was great. And the way that some of the money went straight to the top and it looked like some of the money sort of caught less of an air bubble and Mm -hmm. went up slower, which seems super lucky, like super difficult to plan. I was almost wondering if they had small pieces of fishing line or something holding those bits of money because they seemed to get stuck in place a bit. But it was hard to tell, but it looked looked really cool. Yeah, super creative from them. Uh, Let's talk about Trent and Josh. So initially they had a diver also kind of fighting an octopus 
but they ended up changing it to a colossal squid, which was really, really cool. That squid was a wild mm-hmm. time. I loved the aesthetic of it. It was this bright, bold red. that was like a fire truck red or like a squid red, I guess. But let's call it a fire truck red. <laughs> it was this big, bold red, which contrasted well with the underwater sort of blueness of that, that water seems to have. <laughs> And it was big and it sort of took over the entire scene and it was expressive. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that they actually changed from the octopus because this looked like a bit more of a challenge, but it was also more impressive. I thought they totally nailed it um, and I loved how they kind of attached it. It did kind of pull up a bit when they put it in the water, but it definitely worked to their advantage and actually made it look a little bit more realistic. I want to talk about the scuba diver. Mm-hmm. I loved that they kind of went with the old-fashioned diver idea, super identifiable. I really loved that. But, like, let's talk about the face. <laughs> <laughs> that took up, like, 25% of the episode. I didn't actually mind the shock face. I kind of didn't really agree when Brookman was like, that's not the facial expression you'd have if you were being like grabbed by a squid. I don't know. I think I would look pretty shocked too. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and we've talked before about how it must be tough for Brookman to constantly be finding constructive things to say about these models and trying to help out the contestants without helping too much. And it's just a difficult job in general. But in this case, the face, I was like, oh, I think I think it's pretty good. And I, I guess he was wanting the diver to have a blood curdling, mm. I'm about to die scream. But I kind of, when I looked at that face, I kind of did see like it was quite a big mouth shape, you know, like his mouth was obviously very shocked. Yeah. It was pretty funny. The fact that the guys then scampered around for 20 minutes, trying all these different sorts of face shapes and then ended back on the one they started with. Yeah. My only thing about this build was that it was another large character And I feel like the last several builds, Trent and Josh have kind of gone down that alley of like building a big character, which they're obviously very good at. But I'm just cautious that like they've done it a lot now. And I'm wondering if that will continue into finals week or if we'll kind of see something new from them. I think it's safe to assume that the finals week challenges are going to push them in a different direction so that they can't just do one style of build. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Brickman has seemed to be suspicious of when people have not built to their strengths before in eliminations where yeah. Andrew and Damien, for example, in their water build, he's like, you did this in an elimination? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're trying to push ourselves. And he's like, what? Dude, that's crazy. And so <laughs> maybe the guys are just conscious of that and they're like, oh, while well, we can, while well, we can still get away with it, we better just build to our strengths. And, you know, it is a great strength. Like, as we said before, the squid looked really cool and, and the whole thing looked really cool. Yeah. I also thought it was really funny how they built the squid with... They said it was a beak, but it looked kind of like teeth. And then Jackson and Alex piped up from the other end and Alex has a marine biology degree. And he was like, yo, squids don't have teeth, my man. The teeth are scary. <laughs> I didn't like them. <laughs> Let's jump to Jackson and Alex. They did Crab Lantis. This is really out there from them. Great name. 10 out of 10. Big fan. Uh, so it was like the city of Atlantis on the back of a giant crab thoughts heck yeah the best one (laughs) the best build out of all of them really ah it's yeah i loved it it was so cool big squid was was great but crab lantis ah they're ticking all the boxes hi okay you know i'm big fans of jackson and alex we like rave about them every week but this was not my favorite thing of theirs i really loved the idea and i love that they went a bit out there I would have been super bored if they also did like a diver or some sort of character with an animal. But I don't know. I just, I found it a bit hard to look at in the sense that like the crab 
looked a bit too flat. Like it almost kind of looked like it was squished, which I get, like it's got a city on its back, but it just, I don't know. I thought the crab was going to be a bit more standout. So when I was looking at it, I was kind of like, what's like, where's the crab? Like what's happening? I don't know. I just, it just wasn't my favorite. <laughs> uh, I guess I see what you were getting at. The crab was like a real wide boy and it was like very yeah. much like a, like a mass supporting crab as opposed to like an independent crab. <laughs> I do think it definitely looked better underwater. Uh, I think they needed that, whereas the other builds, you could tell exactly what they were on land as well, and you're like, yeah, I get it. And it didn't look that different in the water, but with theirs, I don't know what it was. It just it did look really different underwater to their advantage. I also love that they did like 10 straight minutes of gear about James Cameron visiting the city. Oh, my God. <laughs> like the show like turned into like a promo halfway through. Good gear, very funny. Making jokes about James Cameron underwater is always funny to me. So I maybe I'm giving them too many bonus points for that. But I thought it was great. I did love that. I loved like the chariot and the seagrass kind of floating. Um, it was it was still cool. I still like them. <laughs> I, I guess it's tough because we have such a high expectation of Jackson and Alex's builds now. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's because they've like blown me away the last like five episodes or so. So when I got something that was just like, still good <laughs> i was like no not good enough yeah and, and it's tough for them to to live up to the expectations they've built for themselves by themselves yeah. righty and let's jump to jen and jody they did the mermaid on a clamshell and this was their first big character build i'm not gonna lie i got annie and runa flashbacks from this <laughs> yeah they is the second time we've had a mermaid on this season unfortunately it was maybe also the second time a mermaid wasn't super well received this season even though it was legitimately like a really cool build but super ambitious from them and i really love that they tried something that was just so far out of their comfort zone i think um they had all the right ideas it was just like yeah like you said these all these little things that kind of added up to it not fully working. I loved what they tried to do with the hair floating. Um, that was a really creative idea. I think they just needed to, like I'm not a Lego expert, so no one like come at me, but I think they needed to kind of counteract it by having parts of the hair that were heavier so that it all didn't just go up. It kind of needed to be like weighed down a little bit. It's tough because you can't test it and like buoyancy is like such a difficult thing to, to mm -hmm. balance. And so I, th I really like what they tried, but it's just tough to pull off here. Yeah. yeah, I think as well. And I, I think Brickman mentioned this as well, that the Triton kind of needed to be a different color. It kind of blended in a bit to the hair. I think there was something else that on land, it looked okay. Like the black Triton sort of was cool and dark and imposing. Yes. But then once it was underwater, it was a lot more difficult to see. And that's maybe a little bit difficult to predict without having obviously built underwater before. So a little bit of a tough break for them in that regard as well. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I did want to raise was that Brickman said that it was their best build. And I don't agree with that. <laughs> I think they've had some really cool builds that were like super impressive. Like I thought their Star Wars build was better. Their ugly duckling build was amazing. Like, I don't know. I was like, Brickman, don't like make it out. Like they've never done better. That's true. But I guess he was saying it was maybe technically or in regards to sort of trying new things. Like it was the most advanced build they'd shown before. Maybe. Or he was just being encouraging. <laughs> Unfortunately, it did lead to them being eliminated, which seemed like a tough choice for Brickman and is very sad because we were big fans of Jen and Jody. Yeah, it was really sad to see them go. It's like every week it's sad to see anyone go. But 
at the same time, it does kind of get a little bit exciting because it means we're near the end and near the finale. So it's very bittersweet. You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. So the preview for the upcoming episode uh, looks like it's like a night and day kind of thing uh it reminds me very much of the first episode where it's kind of like there's almost different worlds that maybe sit together in some way there's a lot of talk of pressure and levels and there's lots of like big towers so i'm really interested to see what this is yeah it seems like it's some sort of city block and they have lego electronic lights inside it and they have to build it to look good during a simulated daytime and a simulated nighttime And that looks really, really cool. I can't wait to see what they come up with. The next episode, I believe, is also an elimination, uh, which would leave us with the final three in the finale, which is exciting. Things are really heating up here at Lego Masters. We also just wanted to say thanks to anyone who's been leaving reviews for the podcast on whatever podcast app you use. Some people have left some very lovely reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. I want to shout out to Bronte and Tim, and also someone whose username is Britney's number one. So I'm not sure if their name is Britney or if they really like Britney Spears. But either way, thanks to those guys for leaving cool reviews. And um, if you have time, Chuck us a five-star rating. I also wanted to make a quick mention to an Instagram user. Their username is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's M-I-C-S-A-R 64 underscore Lego. <laughs> Mixar 64 maybe underscore Lego. If you head to their Instagram page, they've built a Lego model of the Lego Masters TV set, which is really cool. Ooh. And so you can go have a look at that. It's, it's, it's a small model, but it's got a lot of details packed in there and good on them for building such a cool little model. Thanks so much for listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you use. We'll have an episode out for every episode of the TV show and we'll also have a bunch of interviews and bonus episodes and stuff like that. We've already got our interviews with Jane Starney, Annie and Summer and Iona up. Go and listen to those. Lots of fun details in there. If you have any thoughts or you disagree with us or you have any questions for contestants that we haven't interviewed yet, feel free to hit us up on Instagram my username is Zoe Peck underscore. And mine is at Parente Swag King. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye.